This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on episode number 327 of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, I read the book, Why We Get Fat and What to Do About It. I'll tell you, uh, it's interesting because this guy goes against everything we've ever heard. Also, I've been using the app Running for Weight Loss, and I've got a new way for you to get involved with the show. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past, and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to do the diet. Thin. Not till you lie. Thin. I want smaller thighs. Thin. But I realize I guess I'll have to exercise. Oh, there it is. Hey, welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting.com. If you're new to the show, I am not a doctor. I'm not a trainer. I'm just a person like you trying to lose weight. Got to tell you, I'll, I'll explain why I read this book. I did the exact same thing this week that I did last week, which means I'm pretty much right back where I started from. And that is I gain weight during the week and then I lose weight over the weekend. It's kind of weird. And so that inspired me to read this book called Why We Get Fat and What to Do About It. It's by this guy named Gary, I'm going to say Taubes, I guess, T-A-U-B-E-S. And if you go out to LogicalLoss.com slash 327, uh, it's really interesting in that he takes on a very controversial subject. And that is, I mean, I've even said it on this show, well, when in doubt, just eat less and exercise more. And he basically says, that is really bad advice. And when you think about it, you're like, well, it's really easy to take one of those two. And if somebody's doing something and they're getting bigger, you just go, well, you're not moving enough. When you go, yeah, but I exercise twice a day and blah, blah, blah. And then, well, then it's the food. You've always got an easy excuse to say, you know, this is why it's working. And he goes into the fact that like, well, what about the people that are you know, overweight and they're starving to death? Or what about the person that works in a factory and is on their feet all day and very active and yet they're overweight? What is making us, you know, overweight? What's making us fat, for lack of a better phrase? Well, I read this and he explains in the first chapter that he's going to go against the grain and he gets into why eating less and exercise more is bad advice. So at the end of the first chapter, I'm like, all right, I got an open mind. Let's see what you have. Well, then he does another chapter on because of these people in this area. See, they didn't have, you know, and then because of this and another chapter and another chapter and another chapter. And it just kept going on. I'm like, you're just like, look, 
I'm ready for the, I understand why we get fat. I'm looking for the, what do we do about it? So that was kind of annoying. I mean, literally, like, I think it was chapter 11 when he finally gets to the, here's what to do about it. In fact, at one point on the audio book, and you can get this audio book for free if you want to listen to it. It's kind of, I think, meant more for doctors. I really think he was trying to put out some sort of resource for people that have been saying, no, no, that's crazy talk. What do you mean? Eat like exercise more is bad advice. That's crazy talk. Because, I mean, he was very thorough. Hoofa was he. So, I got it. And in the end, what he ended up saying was, cut down on carbohydrates and cut down on sugar. Which to me is kind of like, oh, so you want me to do a paleo kind of diet. But he basically says, cut backs on carbs. So, he says, on this diet... No sugars, which are simple carbohydrates, and no starches, such as complex carbohydrates, are eaten. The only carbohydrates encouraged are nutritionally dense, fiber-rich vegetables. Uh, Sugars are simple carbohydrates. Avoid these kinds of foods. So things like white sugar, brown sugar. Anybody else want to just, as soon as I heard that, I was like, I, I still hear the Rolling Stones in my head. Honey. Maple syrup, molasses, corn syrup, beer, because it contains barley malt. I'm sorry, don't shoot the messenger. Milk, because it contains lactose. Flavored yogurts. Oh, that one hurt when he said that. Fruit juice and fruit. And then you're like, what? Fruit? I thought everybody's telling me to eat more fruits and veggies. Uh, Starches are complex carbohydrates. Avoid these kind of foods grains, even whole grains. And that's when you're like, what are you talking about, Willis? Uh, Rice, cereals, flour, cornstarch, breads, pastas, muffins, bagels. That's where everybody's like, what am I supposed to eat for breakfast? Uh, Crackers and starchy, kind of in air quotes, starchy vegetables, such as slow cooked beans, such as pinto, lima, and black beans. And like all the vegans are like, wait, hold on, what? Then also you're supposed to avoid carrots. And I'm like, what? Bugs Bunny is going to throw a riot. Corn, which is one of my favorite, parsnips, peas, potatoes, um, French fries, and potato chips. So those are the ones you're supposed to cut back on, which is a bummer because I thought peas were in. Peas are out, apparently. Those are the ones you watch. You're supposed to avoid these, right? Those are the ones. The ones that you absolutely do not eat is you should completely cut out sugar. Good luck with that. Uh, Bread, cereal, flour containing items, so any kind of flour. Uh, We just said fruits, juices, honey, whole or skim milk, yogurt, canned soups, dairy substitutes, ketchup. You're like, what? Really, for the record, ketchup's just sugar. And if you look at it, mustard's just salt. Uh, Sweet condiments, relishes. Avoid these common mistakes. Beware of fat-free or light diet products and foods containing hidden sugars and starches, such as uh, coleslaw or sugar-free cookies and cakes. Check the labels of liquid medications, cough syrups, cough drops, and over-the-counter medications that may contain sugar. Avoid products that are labeled great for low-carb diets. And so you're like, man, that guy just cut out everything I like to eat. And they mentioned that uh, this is not easy. They said in the same way that an alcoholic 
has to go through a, a troubled time to get off the sauce. You know, somebody that's addicted to drugs has to go through a withdrawal period. They say this is not going to be easy. And so what they basically say in a nutshell is, number one, if you exercise, you are more than likely to raise your appetite. And I'm like, okay, I might be on board for that. And then the other thing is they went through all, again, all this research of people that are living out in nowhere, like nowhere, the country of nowhere, the, you know, people in the sticks. And these people were fine. And then basically Americans came along and brought them flour and sugar and they got fat over and over and over. And like Japanese women have like almost no instances of breast cancer until they come to America and eat sugar and floury stuff. And then bam. So it was, again, a lot of research, a lot of data. So if you like kind of a dry book, he had a lot of things to back it up. And the, the sad thing is, a lot of this research goes back to the 60s. And they said even after World War II, there were some really breakthrough studies. The problem was they were done by Germans. And apparently after World War II, it didn't matter what you were talking about. If it's like, oh, it's from a crazy German, oh, I'm not watching that. So a lot of the stuff was was just glossed over. Then throw into the mix. And he doesn't mention this a whole lot because he has another book about the case for sugar. Uh, he does, it, we've talked about this in the past, there's so much money in sugar that they will fund their own study that says, no, no, stay away from fat. Fat, low fat is is the way to go. And he explains how that's just not true. But in a nutshell, this is what happens. When you eat sugar and carbs, for lack of a better phrase, your blood sugar goes up. This then makes your insulin go up, and the release of fatty acids from fat cells, basically, and this is a quote from this uh, doctor, two doctors in 1965, it requires only the negative stimulus of insulin deficiency. In other words, the less insulin you have, the better your fat cells release fat. And that's really what's going on with all this insulin. Your fat cells take in this fat molecule and I'm really, really paraphrasing it, but it doesn't let it go. It makes your fat cells really good at being fat. And I'm like, really? So if you go out to logicalloss.com slash, again, just slash 327, I've got a video that I found on YouTube, and it's about 56 minutes long. It's basically the book in an hour presentation that he does about that. Now, the one thing that I learned about this that I'm going to kind of look into, and again, I think with all diets, you can kind of go crazy with this, but if we're really worried about blood sugar, and they mentioned the fact that just thinking about some foods makes you hungry. And we've mentioned before that when you get the right mix of salt, sugar, and fat, your brain gets stimulated as much as if you were on heroin. It's that, that strong. So you kind of want to avoid your blood sugar going through the roof because it just sets things off in the wrong direction. And that's where you can start learning about the glycemic in index. And it basically is a measurement of how quickly food raises our blood sugar. And they have a scale that goes from zero to 100 foods with a higher uh, glycemic index. And the cool kids call it the GI. 
so they, with a higher GI, are more readily absorbed in your blood and raise your blood sugar more. A lower GI doesn't affect our blood sugar as much. Now, this is not a, a perfect system because, number one, everybody's body responds a little bit different. It also doesn't consider how much food we eat, but it is overall a useful tool to help our blood sugar steady, kind of even it out, and eating more nutritious foods. Foods that have a lower GI typically have more fiber and less sugar, but it's also important to know that a low GI doesn't necessarily mean it's healthy. I mean, after all, they say lard has a very low GI, and I think ice cream does as well. So this is where it's kind of like you don't use this as a, a a rule, but if you're like, hmm, I don't know if I should eat this or not, you should probably consider this. You know, consider it. Now, according to WebMD, anything that's less than 55 on a GI basis is good. 56 to 69 is meh. 70 or higher is nah, I don't think so. And I've got links to four different websites, one from Harvard that has about 100 different um, foods on it and what their GI number is. So if you really want to get into this, uh, it's okay. And this is one of those things, like I said, he does a really good job of explaining why eat less, exercise more is just not always the case. And and they they get into the fact that, uh, you know, they have twins, uh, two sets of identical twins that they put through a study. And it's just things that they, they're, he says, nobody's asking why we get fat. They just go back to the same old stuff. And he says, they're not looking at what people are eating. And so, you know, he's all about, you know, eating tons of protein. And now the the thing, that's the other thing he debunks, and I'm not going to go into this, but everybody says, well, wait a minute, if I just eat scrambled eggs and bacon and eggs all the time, I'll have horrible cholesterol. He debunks that whole thing and I'll die of heart disease. And he kind of says, no, you're not. So it's an interesting book. And like I say, if you go out to logicalloss.com slash 327, you can watch the video. Of course, it's on YouTube, which means you can put it on, you know, double speed and watch it in half. So that is one thing I, I listen to. And I'm going to... I went in and I'm going to go through and see what was my carb count when I was losing weight and what is it now? Because I did think about some of the things I brought back that I, I didn't eat. If you're new to the show, I went to this place called Slimgenics. I lost about 30 pounds. I quit going there because, man, was it expensive. And I've been gaining weight back. I'm I'm back about 10 pounds. So I'm still down about 20. But And that's where I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I got to figure out what's going on here. And so some of the foods I was like, hey, I'm going to eat this now. One of them was corn. Uh, I started buying, um, what do you call it, uh, English muffins. Well, that's nothing but giant carbs. Carbs, and think about what they call corn, sweet corn. Well, hello, sugar. So I'm going to get back on the green veggie train. I'm going to quit eating toast and quit eating. I'm going to try to avoid carbs. And I'm not going to go crazy and start eating hamburgers without a bun. But I'm going to I'm going to start paying attention to my carbs and see what happens as we go forward. So I said in my last episode that I was going to look into running because when I'm around runners and people I know they're like, "Oh yeah, I did a marathon or I did this or I, you know, whatever." They run. They're never fat. They're never overweight. And so I found this program, it's free. 
and it's called Running for Weight Loss. It's kind of red with this little flame on it. And so what it is, it's a unique program of interval training. Now, since we're talking about exercise, as always, never attempt any exercise without consulting your doctor. But this is interval training. And it comes with a ready-made two-month training plan with three workouts days a week. So you're like, wait, what's interval training? Interval training means, and this is what I actually do, is, is you fire it up and it says, hey, let's get warmed up. And you can pick your voice. I think I had Lisa who was just so happy and cheerful. You just really wanted to punch her in the face. It's like, hey, start running. And you're like, hey, no. Uh, but uh, you do this little warm up. And then I think I would walk for two minutes and then run for one. And then I would walk for two minutes and then I'd walk for, or I'd run for one. Then I'd walk for two minutes and run for like a minute and a half. They'd throw you in a little half every now and then. And the thing I liked about this is number one, it was uh, easy to use. If you want to use it to track your weight, you can, and it will uh, make a little chart for you. It does remind you during the day and you can turn this off, but you can have it remind you to drink more water and it keeps track of all your exercising. So if you you know, if you get done, it'll say, okay, you burned whatever, 300 calories, things like that. It ties in with a Fitbit, but I haven't really dug in super deep to see like, okay, what do you mean by that? I think it just counts it as exercise. And the cons are every time, and I mean, every time you sneeze at this thing, it's going to prompt you to update to their $10 a month plan, which gives you all sorts of recipes. It well, they have pre-made music that you can listen to, uh, all this other stuff. And for me, I'm like, look, I'm just testing this thing. And I just mean when you start it up, there's the thing. And then when you click on the, hey, I want to do the workout, uh, there's the upgrade thing. And then you're like, hey, I want to enter some water. Uh, there's the upgrade. I mean, every time you touch this thing, it's asking you to upgrade. So bring a little extra patience. Not that big a deal. Just click on an X and it goes away. Uh, the other thing I found kind of a con, and this is, I don't know if I found a way around this because they want you to use, they want you to upgrade and they have uh, apparently a whole bunch of playlists and things like that to choose from. And you can have this music playing. Well, I'm like, well, I got my own music list. It's in Spotify. So I just go over, I start Spotify on my phone and then I start this app and the music's playing in the background. Well, about halfway through, this voice comes through and goes, congratulations, you're halfway through. You're at blah, 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 blah. And, so many, and I'm like, it's half the time I'm doing it on a treadmill. So I'm like, it tells me I haven't done any distance. It's kind of annoying in that way. I'm like, can't you see that I put in I'm on a treadmill? But the other thing that's annoying about that is this voice comes through, makes its announcements, and then the volume stays way turned down until the next song comes on, unless I want to manually go over and start, uh, stop the... Um, Stop the, I'm sorry, go over to Spotify, stop the music, and then restart it. Then the music will pop back on as a normal level. That I found rather annoying, but I believe I can go into the app and say, don't give me that halfway kind of report thing. So uh, that would make life a whole lot easier. So in conclusion, it uh, if you can handle the pressing the X every five minutes, which I can, it's pretty easy to use. I, you didn't really need to go through a huge learning curve. There wasn't much to it. And the other thing is I can say when I do these uh, workouts, I am leaving the gym sweating. I actually bought a towel at the gym because I forgot mine and I was like, I need a towel 
to wipe myself off. So I'm going to keep it for now. I'm actually considering upgrading to their pro, their pro plan just to see what it's like. I believe it is available on both. I know it's available uh, on the iOS side. So if you have an iPhone, uh, things like that, uh, you're, you're good to go. I would assume I'm going over to their website right now because it's something like, yeah, redrockapps.com. And I'm not positive. You know, it's available on both iOS and Google Play. So I'll have links to this out in the uh, show notes out at logicalloss.com slash three to seven. Now, the other thing I wanted to, uh, I have two things I want to talk about here. Also, I, I did this, I, I you know, me, I, I like to play with stuff. Well, what if you start a subscription to an app and then a month later you're like, yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. So I'm in iTunes, the desktop, looking like at my, I, I can see where I've been billed and $3 here and five. I'm like, okay, how do I stop these payments? And it's really easy if you know where to look, which is kind of a statement, but it's not in iTunes. It's on your portable device. At least it was for me. You go into your device and if you access the settings right there on your homepage, scroll down and you basically tap the iTunes store and app store. From there, you tap your email and your Apple ID and you'll basically, you'll view your Apple ID, you enter your password. And then there's a a link there that says subscription and uh, manage. And you basically click that and then you turn off the auto renewal option and you're done. So it's really easy. Just the key is don't go to iTunes. You need to go to your settings on your phone. I'm not sure how it would work on an Android, but probably the the same thing. So if you're thinking of trying these apps and you're like, wait, how do I turn off this $5 a month thing? Uh, that is how you do it. And speaking of $5 a month, how about $1 a month? As we uh, wrap things up, I'm trying a new thing. And that is, we need a way to keep the show going. And I want a way to interact with those of you that are really into losing weight, that are really into, you're, you're up for the challenge of, of losing this. And you're looking for a support team. You're looking for a safe place that you can share your feelings and you're looking for support, and you're looking to have a tool for success. Well, I've used this website in the past. It's LogicalLosers.com. Now, what this is, is I'm asking you a very simple question. I put these out, for the most part, once a week. I realize the last couple months I've had some issues, but for the most part, these come out once a week. It's either on Monday or around the weekend. And if you get a dollar, a single dollar worth of value from any of those episodes, you could go over to LogicalLosers.com, sign up and say, yep, I want the dollar a month. And what you do is you get access to the Facebook group. You'll get a sneak peek at the content. And if I have any kind of, this is using a website, by the way, called Patreon. And so you'll get, you'll become what's called a patron. It goes back to the days of like Mozart and Beethoven. They had patrons that paid people to help them do their art. So you'll have access to patron only information. That's a dollar. A do- I mean, that's count. I mean, empty out your, your car ashtray and say, you know what, Dave, I think you give me a dollar's worth of value for the whole month. If you go up to $5 a month, maybe that's in your budget. You get all the above stuff plus 
Uh, I might occasionally do private patron polls. You'll get a little more behind the scenes of the process, and you'll have your name listed on our support page. That's $5 a month. So that's what a dollar 25 an episode. And lastly, now this is the, the super duper jumbo deluxe version, $20 a month. You get all of the above stuff I mentioned. So now you got your name on the website. You've got all the access. You got the Facebook group, all the above, but you'll also get a shout out on the show. And I put that there because some people have the budget and they really are into the show. And that's really what the bottom line is for this. Now, if you go, Dave, I, I don't have a buck. It's okay. The show's still going to go for free. It's still for nothing changes for you. It's going to go on the same way it's been going for the three, four years I've been doing it. This is for those people that are like, hey, I want to give back. I want to give back. I've got a buck. It's here. I'll, I'll dig out. I think I've got that in the passenger side of my car. Awesome. By all means, I appreciate it. it helps keep the lights on, things like that. And I've got another thing I'm going to do. And this is where I was reading up on this, and I'm going to shoot for the stars here. And I don't expect to get this anytime soon. But if I reach a goal of $500 a month, because you figure if everybody chips in a buck, because there are thousands of people that listen to this this podcast. Uh, if I get $500 a month, what I will do is for those people that are in the $20 a month uh, reward center, right? Anybody that's pledging $20 a month or more, if you wanted to, once a quarter... I'm going to give away a Fitbit Blaze. That's the one that I have. It's kind of like a watch slash heart rate. All the It's a pretty decked out Fitbit thing. Now, if you're outside the U.S., then we're going to come up with something similar, some sort of valued price that we can do to give away that. Because I don't want to do just U.S. people only because all the people in Europe want to just spit on me. And I understand why. You're tired of hearing that phrase. So if you're outside the U.S., we'll find something of a similar value so that you can uh, participate as well. And again, that's for people that do the $20 a month. If we get enough people of, of $1 a month, $5 a month, if I get to that $500 a month goal, once a quarter, I will give away a Fitbit Blaze. Now, for those of you, I want to say in advance, thank you very much. It is going to be a little bit of a manual process. You'll go over to Patreon. I'll get an email that says, hey, so-and-so has joined. Be like, awesome. And I will go over to the Facebook group and I will add you to it. That's how it's going to work. I cannot automate that process. So there might be a little lag time there, but uh, you will definitely be added. And I'm looking forward to this because I want to interact with you more. I want to get your opinion on things like that. And so I think this is going to be a great win-win for the podcast. And I won't go on any longer about that, but uh, become a logical loser today over at logicallosers.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm off to count some carbs and uh, would love to hear your thoughts on what's working for you. Go over to logicalloss.com slash contact. And thanks so much for tuning in. I'm going to leave you with one of my favorite Julian Michaels quotes, which is, why are you choosing failure when the last time we checked, uh, success is still an option. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you again next week with another episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free in iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to Dave at LogicalLoss.com or call in your comments toll free, 888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com. 
Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it thin. I want to try it thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to do to die it thin. Won't tell you lies thin. I won't smaller thighs thin. But I realize I guess I'll have to.